everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's podcast, we are talking about calories, specifically (laughs) things that have nothing to do with calories. (laughs) (laughs) So not just the traditional like calories in, calories out kind of conversation, but things that have nothing to do with calories, but that will keep you and your clients stuck if you were trying, if your goal is weight loss. Yeah. So this is actually really fun to be having this conversation because actually right now we are in the midst of holistic weight loss coach week, mm-hmm. which you can still grab your ticket. If you're listening to this, uh, we just started on October 17th. It's going till the 23rd. It is, we're teaching and coaching live every day, all about, uh, holistic weight loss and becoming a holistic weight loss coach. So it's really fun to be doing this on the podcast because today there were so many ahas in the group, in the, in the class today, there were so many people who the belief systems that we have about weight and how to lose weight are so, you know, passed down over time and are so conflicting, right? Like one person is saying, well, you know, you got to cut carbs to lose weight. And then someone else is saying, well, don't you just have to cut calories? And then someone else is saying, well, I heard this, or I heard you have to have 2000 calories a day. And it's just so fascinating because there's still so much misinformation about how we actually lose weight and do it in a way that's sustainable and healthy for the long term. I think that's the key too, is the sustainable and healthy because I think, and that's what we're going to talk about today because the the thing is, is that every person um, in the world sort of knows that like, okay, if I want to lose weight, then I have to reduce my caloric intake in order to be able to, but that's always, or not always, but majority of the time that is going to be short-lived and it's not going to be something that you can sustain for a long time. It's not going to be something that you're going to want to sustain for a long time, oftentimes, because it's usually like putting yourself into like almost like this spin cycle, this kind of like negative place of just feeling like you're spinning and you're trying to figure it all out or you're reducing so much, you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling grumpy, you're feeling tired, you're feeling all of these feelings just to try to get to this end result that's probably not going to sustain itself, last for long. And then you feel like you're in that spin cycle again of doing it over and over and over and over, which is why we see people always the the whole yo-yo dieting effect, right? It's like the same sort of concept, which is why the calories in, calories out in science makes sense, but in theory doesn't. Yeah. And it is still part of the equation, right? Like we can't, we can't say, and this is where, you know, we were talking about this today is the whole idea that people want to make things good or bad, right or wrong. So there's people who are saying, oh, well, it's all about calories in versus calories out. And then there's other coaches who are like, it has nothing to do with it. And our approach is that, yes, it does have to do with it, but it is not the only thing that it has to do with it. Right. And as a coach, you have to know this stuff because when you give your client a plan and they get a short term result, but then after seven days, their body is so out of balance and they're starving and they're ripping the cupboards down, or you're trying to get them to intuitive eat um, and, you know, and, and not focus on calories, but then you're wondering why they're then intuitively eating all these things that are not in line with their goals. These are the reasons, the four things we're going to talk about today. These are the reasons why, and only four of them, there's more than this, mm-hmm. but um, these are four things that have nothing to do with calories that are really keeping you and your clients from weight loss or making it really challenging to get there. So it's either, you know, when I talk about these things, I always position them as, you know, it's either slowing down your weight loss, 
mm-hmm. making your weight loss feel like it's a really hard journey and a really big struggle. Or if you're a coach, it's a, like that grind with your clients. You're like, you know, they can't stick to it. They're always complaining. They're always going off plan that kind of feeling, um, or it's really slow or it's just not happening. It, well, it's just not really happening at all. Like you're in a way that feels good. You're low energy. You're not feeling good. You're not feeling energized as you're going on this journey. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, and sorry, before you jump into those though, I know you mentioned in the beginning, if anyone wants to check out coach week, but mm-hmm. we didn't drop the link. So make sure if you do, if you miss coach week, you didn't sign up yet, make sure you go to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash coach week. Yes. And you definitely want to be on it because we are also have a ton of prizes that we're giving away a ton of fun stuff that's happening live and the replays are going to be up till October 31st. So even if you've missed some to this point, you can always catch up on the replays till the 31st. Hashtag replay. (laughs) Hashtag replay. So, all right. Sorry about that. Now go ahead. Jump in. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing that has nothing to do with calories that is keeping you and your clients from reaching your goals is hormonal balance. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Now, over the last, I would say, probably few years, hormonal balance has become really, really buzzy in the nutrition world, right? Whereas before, no one ever really talked about hormones whatsoever to do with weight loss. Mm-hmm. or to do with health or to do with, you know, it was almost kind of like hormones were always just talked about for women during a certain time of the month, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hormonal or during menopause or during seasons of women's lives. It's like, it's never been talked about outside of that in the mainstream. So over the last few years, it's become a lot more popular and a lot more people are talking about it. But I think what people still don't really understand is the hormone hormonal connection to weight loss. Right. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, I mean, even in my own journey, like Laura, you and I have had these big discussions about this. So for any of you listening, um, just a quick story, like after my daughter was born, I decided that I wanted to try to have a second child. I was having trouble getting pregnant. And so my husband and I decided that as a family, we would go to a um, fertility clinic and start working with a fertility clinic. And so I worked with a fertility clinic for a year and a half. And that included almost daily or every other day getting checked, getting blood work done, et cetera, et cetera. But then also realizing my estrogen um, was too low at certain points and my progesterone was low. So everything was kind of low and like for some reason. So then they were pumping me with estrogen and pumping me with progesterone. But then I wasn't, and I'm being honest, I wasn't taking the progesterone because it was an insert and I just felt like it just made me uncomfortable. And so I wouldn't do it every day like I was supposed to. And so now when you look at my hormones a year and a half after we tried, and then I decided I wasn't going to move forward anymore. I was um, accepting of the fact that I have this amazing human um, and I'm happy with my one child that, um, and if it's meant to be, then it will be. Um, But long story short, now going to a naturopathic doctor, checking my hormones, my estrogen from pumping myself with injections almost daily for a year and a half, my estrogen was like four times higher than what it should be. And my progesterone was like a singular number. (laughs) Like it's supposed to be around 400 or something on a scale, she was saying, and mine was like eight. (laughs) So the imbalance was so insane that I was just like, why do I feel like I'm not in my own body, in my own skin? And it really 
you know, that is a part of it. And that's what we're talking about today is that it's like, there's other parts to things, but that was definitely a part of it because it's so extreme. And so now I'm working with them to try to rebalance it, but hormones do play a massive role in how your body stores fat, how your body holds on to weight, where it holds on to weight in your body. And so it's, it's understanding that and knowing that if that is something you're struggling with, and I share this story with you, because if that's something you're struggling with, trying to, even me understanding how hormones work in my body, trying to fix it myself wasn't really working. I had to reach out to someone else, a coach for me, a naturopathic doctor to be able to support me in it, which is why, I mean, even when our holistic nutrition weight loss coaches, you know, they're able to identify problems and be able to support in certain ways. Right. And that's the thing is sometimes you just don't know. You don't even know. Well, and that's the thing too, is that, you know, of course, doing blood work and things like that are outside of the scope of coaching. That's when you would have to go get requisitioned. Of course. But understanding how to be able to support hormonal balance using nutrition, mindset, and habits, right? So, of course, for, like, exactly. we also talk about in the certification, you know, where to direct your clients to get that kind of work, where to get that information from that's required. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times as well, we think, you know, again, estrogen is such a bad hormone or when are at like, this is over the last few years, kind of the label that estrogen has gotten and especially around weight gain. But like you were saying, it's really about the balance between two hormones, which is estrogen and progesterone. Correct. So we're not going to get into all the hormones today, but these are the things that we're not taught openly. So we don't know even that, that a lot of women don't even know that could be a thing, much less mm-hmm. that could be a thing that is affecting their ability to lose weight or is causing more weight gain, right? Also, there's, you know, other hormones like insulin that we've heard a lot with like blood sugar balancing and diabetes and insulin resistance. There's cortisol, which is a stress hormone, thyroid hormone, testosterone, even in women, testosterone plays a role. So there's all of these things. And when they're out of whack, weight loss can be hard. And hormones are just basically, they're little messengers, right? They send a message from one part of your body to another part of your body to tell it to do something. Mm-hmm. So in that little, it's like almost, think about them just like, you know, I think of them like ants. Carrying, yeah, they're carrying oh. a letter and <laughs> yeah. they lose the letter somewhere and they, or they end up picking up somebody else's package and bringing it, right? There's something in that, that communication that's going wrong. And that can yeah. mean you have too much of a hormone, you have too little of a hormone, whatever that is. And, you know, Dr. Cheryl Allen, who actually teaches in our certification. Who is also the doctor I work with. Yes. Yeah. She always <laughs> uses the example of an orchestra, right? If you have an orchestra and one of the members, let's say the trumpet or the trombone is totally off pitch, it's going to ruin the, the music, right? It's going to affect the music. It's not going to be as seamless. So you've got to think about everyone in your orchestra has to be playing together. And when someone's off, it affects everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that can take, that can be so frustrating for so many people as you're on your weight loss journey. Cause you're like, wait a second, I'm doing the calories. In, like my calorie intake is lower than my output. So my energy balance is tilting in the way of weight loss. So why am I not losing weight? Well, there's a lot of things. And when we're, when our hormones are out of balance, it can be from a ton of different reasons, but it can come from the foods we eat is a huge one when we're eating foods in wrong proportions or, you know, the macros, the protein, carbs, and fats. Yeah. We're not eating the right amounts of those, Mm -hmm. but it also comes from managing our stress levels, getting enough sleep. It comes from self-care. It comes from mindset. Our hormones respond to all of these things. So this is something that's really important to take into the, into the weight loss equation. And also 
the other thing, the last thing I want to say about this topic before we move on to number two is that, you know, again, calories in versus calories out will give you weight loss. But if you do not have your hormones in balance, you are going to be relying on willpower. So those, you know, that keeping in the caloric deficit, you're going to be like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then suddenly when willpower, which is a muscle, right? Willpower is like a muscle. It can only stay strong for so long. Like I can't lift 300 pounds all day long. I can only do it for a short period of time. That's like willpower, which is why most people, their willpower wanes by the end of the day. And think about it in your own life. That's when most people are going for you know a glass of wine when they said they didn't want one, or they're going for late night snacking, or they're binging on Netflix, right? Like in willpower by the end of the day is very low. So if we're relying on willpower to keep us in a caloric deficit, it's not going to work. No, it's totally, it's, it's like, if you're only relying on willpower, if that's the thing that you have to rely on to get the results, it's like, you're doing a self-sabotage without even knowing it, like literally without even knowing that that's what you're doing. That's what's happening because when you are, when you are relying on it, you're, you're not setting yourself up for success. Well, because and your everything body else is, has to be aligned in yeah, order for you to be able to get those goals. And when and your body is out of balance, it, I always say, I remember when I was in nutrition school, one of my instructors used this, um, this explanation and I found it so interesting. And I, I just, I just loved it when I heard it and I still love it because our bodies can't talk to us, right? So symptoms are the way our body communicates with us that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So think about it if you eat something you're allergic to and you get covered in red hives, right? Instead of getting mad at those hives or feeling frustrated, it's like, hey, wait a second, body. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. talking to me. You're telling me that something's I've come in contact with something that my body does not agree with. Let's get curious and figure out what that is, right? So when our bodies are out of balance and we're having crazy cravings, that's our time for our body. Our body's talking to us and it's our time to get curious and be like, hey, why am I having these crazy cravings? Uh-huh. And a lot of times it's because our hormones are out of balance while we're in a caloric deficit, right? So as we then use nutrition and mindset and habits to balance that out, or we could be having crazy amounts of stress. Okay. Why am I feeling stressed? Right? My body is like, I'm having, you know, symptoms of stress. Okay. Let's get curious. And that really, for me, I just found that such an interesting way to kind of take a step back instead of being frustrated and be like, my body's trying to tell me something with this. Now I just have to do some research and get to it, which also we call getting to the root cause. For sure. Instead of the bandaid approach, of course. Yeah. And same thing with excess weight, you know, excess weight is some, is your body telling you that something else is going on? Now that something could be hormones. It could be gut health. It could be digestion. It could be eating too much. It could be lack of movement. It could be stress. Like all of these things come into play, which again is why you, when you learn these tools, you learn how to personalize them too, because everyone's coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number two, that has nothing to do with calories that could be um, holding you back from reaching your goals is toxins. <laughs> Another sort of thing that seems to be very buzzy now is toxins, which I'm really happy about. Like, I feel very excited when I see that the industry and just people in general, like covers of magazines are no longer just focusing on one thing. It's like, we're talking about like in women's health, we're talking about hormones or we're talking about toxins in your household and toxins in your cupboard or whatever it is, because those things, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, were just like, oh, that's like 
you know, woo woo. Like it doesn't really matter. It doesn't exist. Like yeah. just get the, get the air fresheners and call it a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, it's, I'm, I'm being honest though. Like that was the kind of the conversation before was always just like, Oh, forget it. Like when I told my husband the other day, we had our car cleaned. Um, cause my daughter threw up in it. <laughs> so we had it professionally detailed and, um, the guy came in and he uses like all um, organic products and stuff. So I was like happy about that. But then he puts this air freshener in there and I got in the car and I was like, I'm going to vomit. Like it's so strong, the smell yeah. in here. And I was like, we need to remove that. And he's like, why? It smells so good. And I was like, because it's not good for our hormones. Like I, I was trying to explain. Like, no, I'm trying to balance my like, hormones. Get the like, air fresher out of here. like, I don't understand. And I was like, you don't have to just take it out. Because <laughs> well, he just you know, doesn't, he doesn't want to learn that aspect of it. But it's, but it's important for us to understand that. Yeah. And it's, it goes back to two, you know, you have to think not necessarily our generation, but our parents' generation. Yeah. Like they were that generation where suddenly the quicker, faster, cheaper really came into play. Right. Like my mom mm-hmm. was born in 55 and then like I grew, I was born in 79. So like through the eighties and stuff, that's when microwaves were so popular, TV dinners, plastics everywhere, Tupperware parties, you know, put the plastics mm-hmm. in the microwave, water bottles, plastic water bottles, all the Febreze's and the air freshers, right? Like it was oh suddenly gosh. within that time totally. frame, everyone wanted all this stuff. And we had access to so much more cheaper overseas things where they had less like looser laws on stuff. So it's even if you walk into the dollar store, right? There is a smell in there. And that smell is not saying stinky, it's off gassing. Yeah. So there, when you get even a piece of clothing, it can be off gassing toxins. And this is where too, there's been stuff that they found in like baby products, like that were made in certain places um, or even in your country that you live in, but that are off gassing that got yeah. recalled and stuff that had no lead in joke. them, had whatever in them. Like, oh my God, no joke. The other day I, um, we bought some, like I pre buy like gift bags and things like that for, cause my daughter gets invited to a lot of birthday parties for, cause her class always invites. Her. Anyways, long story short, I went and I pre bought a bunch of like gift bags and tissue paper and boxes and stuff to like pre wrap gifts so that I just, I don't have to go to the dollar store on the like day of, cause I'm not super organized. So I wanted to just have that in my house. And I literally got them home and I was putting them away and all of the bags, like the gift bags smelled so terrible. Like it was, it was the off gassing, but it was like this chemical smell. It wasn't stinky. It was like this chemical strong scent. I literally threw them all in the garbage. My husband was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you can't return them at the Dollarama. You can't return stuff there. And I was like, and I'm not keeping this in the house. So he's like, okay. He's like, I get it. Cause I was like, smell this. I'm like, it's so strong. I'm like, I don't want that in the house. Well, and it's even when, you know, I got a pair of jeans the other day and the scent from the dye in the jeans. I don't know if you've ever gotten jeans that you like the smell of them. Mm, And it's like, it takes like 10 washes to get rid of the smell. It's this weird, like musty mothy smell. Oh, I don't know. But these things matter. So one of the things that is really interesting, it's the concept of the barrel effect. So the idea is that we all have like a barrel of health. And I learned this in holistic nutrition school. Um, But basically, we all have this barrel of health. And everyone's barrel is a different size. And everyone's barrel is filled with a variety of things. So for some people, you know, your barrel could be filled with, you know, you've got your genetics first, right? We all get handed a certain load from the beginning that we can't have any part of, right? Like, genetically, we might have 
certain things that are worse off for us or certain things that are better. Uh Then it's things like, you know, environmental contributions. So when we're around different things, like for example, you know, our diet, our stress levels, um, the, you know, where we live, what are we in the city? Are we in the country? Cell phone towers, like all of these things start to contribute to stuff, right? How many illnesses that we have, we are exposed to. And the idea is though, is that once this barrel is overflowing, that's when disease and illness can really happen. So, you know, you always hear people who are like, well, I smoked for 30 years and I'm fine, right? Where somebody else is like smoked for five years and then they ended up with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone has a different ability to clear things, right? Everyone's liver functions differently. Everyone's lungs are a different health. So some people are more susceptible than others, even if you're the exact same age, live in the exact same place, all that stuff. And one of the things that happens too is weight gain, right? And also when we're exposed to different toxins and chemicals, there's these things called obesogens. They're... Um, They've been studied. There's still a lot of like, some people really don't believe they exist, but then there's all this new studies that are coming out to do with it. But they basically um, mimic different hormones in our bodies when we come in contact with them. So the way we can just simply start to reduce exposure to these things are, you know, looking at things like our makeup and our hair products, Mm -hmm. looking for things that um, are BPA free. So plastics, like staying away from plastic is huge using things that are fragrance free or, you know, instead of doing things in our house, like having massive amounts of Febreze or candles, having things like natural essential oils, but making sure they're from good sources, because again, cheaper, faster, quicker, our society saw, oh, people love essential oils. Let's go out and make a bunch of fake essential oils that smell nice that we could sell for cheaper. And people think they're getting quote unquote essential Essential oils, oils. right? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of understanding and it's don't get scared by this comment guys or this topic. But it's just starting to be aware, like little shifts in your house, right? Like, can you, instead of using a plastic cup or a plastic container, can you use a glass container or a paper bag? Instead of having a plastic water bottle, can you have a stainless steel water bottle? Instead of using, you know, a candle, can you use fragrance-free or essential oils that are from good sources? Mm -hmm. Looking at your beauty products, like, can I just maybe find some that don't have certain chemicals in them? And we teach all about this in the certification, but... It just is one thing that really we don't realize the impact on our bodies. And if we can start to reduce exposure, it can really help with our ability to reach our goals. I always think of it as like, like with anything to do with your health, I always think of it as just small steps. It's like what we talked about when we were away together, right? Like small shifts, big results. And it's like when you do smaller things, so even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to, for example, we threw out all of our like Tupperware, we'll be donated all of our Tupperware and stuff and got all glass containers. So anytime food storage is happening in my house, it's in a glass container. Or, um, you know, anytime that we are, drinking we have like a filtered water system instead of using plastic water bottles like that kind of stuff and it's just it's small things though but they make a really big difference it's getting rid of the air freshener in my car right like all of those little things though are going to it just it adds up and the one thing i would say to everyone here and this is something that i learned um from i want to say i can't remember i think it was dr maritzia um 
who is a hormone specialist, a naturopathic doctor, but she was saying that, you know, the problem with a lot of things though now in today's society, like this cheaper, faster products kind of thing is that they'll put out plastics now and like plastic water bottles and they'll say BPA free, but what Mm -hmm. they've done is they've removed the BPA, but they've replaced it with something called, I think it's BPR. So it's literally just, they're swapping one chemical for a different chemical. So even though it may say BPA free, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is, toxin-free. And so the recommendation always is where possible, where available to you, try to just avoid plastics altogether. Because well, plastics yeah, and I are find one that's of the, the one thing, you know, it's the, the same even um, with like lactose-free milk, right? right? Like I, I always found it so interesting because this is, it goes back to the whole idea of like the marketing. And we talk about this with our students a lot. Like you've got to be on to these food marketers because by law, they can say certain things and get away with it. So as a consumer, you're assuming BPA-free means there is no BPAs. But whenever you take something out, you have to put something back in. So even with the lactose milk, right? It's like lactose-free milk. You don't, there's not actually no lactose in it. They have added lactase, which is the enzyme that digests milk. Yeah. Uh, digests the sugars in milk. So that's what makes it lactose-free. So it's yeah. like this interesting way. It's the same thing even with sugar-free. If you look at every different country... You can say something is sugar-free or trans fat-free under a certain percent. Yeah. So even if you have, again, your toxic load, your barrel is, you know, maybe you've got other health issues and you're really trying to focus on cleaning up your diet to support that. And then even if you you don't know that you're, you're thinking you're doing sugar-free or trans fat-free or whatever, and you're still consuming those small amounts, well, if it's a small amount in the food, but you eat a large amount of that food, you know what I mean? Like these are the things we we have to as consumers be on like on top of because they're not t- we don't get the full truth. Totally. Yeah. So they're the never third, revealing all of the details. <laughs> no. So the third thing that could that has nothing to do with calories that could be affecting your weight loss goals is food sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to talk too too much about this. Um but really it's just the idea of not saying, you know, Food sensitivities over the last few years as well. It seems as if everything over the last like 10 years has just become very buzzy. Um, but you know, I think it's so good. I think it's people are just, but people are just being aware of things, I think, now. And I don't know if it's because of the internet and because of like people, social media and things, and people can communicate information better or more so. Um or you have, it's readily available, but it's just, it's becoming more like things are just becoming more, well, you can't hide things as much, or at least companies cannot hide things as much, right? Totally. And I think, you know, one of the biggest confusions is like, what is the difference between a food allergy and a sensitivity or an intolerance? Mm-hmm. So some people will be like, I'm gluten intolerant. Like I cannot have gluten at all, but they don't really have the symptoms of someone who really is gluten sensitive or celiac, which of course celiac, is the most extreme. Is, of course. Yeah. That is where you have an autoimmune um, disease. Where like people, even you know, a trace it, of or cross-contamination of can completely cause your body to be inflamed. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. kind of in this place of, you know, but understanding though, a lot of us have sensitivities to foods that are lower grade that we don't even know that are causing our body's inflammation. And when our bodies are dealing with inflammation, then again, weight loss can, can can be more challenging, even if you're doing calories in versus calories out, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just something that we need to be aware of. And in our certification, we talk about how to find your no-no foods, how to do it naturally, then also different testing that you could do for it. But the thing is, when it comes to food sensitivities, 
it's not that the sensitivities cause you to gain weight directly, but it's that they also, they cause a lot of bloating, inflammation, discomfort, low energy, cravings for other foods. So a lot of times people, when you are having insane cravings for sugar or different foods, it can be that you're eating something that you're sensitive to that's causing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also can interfere with different hormones. That again, we want to make sure we've got that hormonal balance. So it's just really important that we understand what are our no-no foods. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I think it's understanding that there are certain foods that you would think that you wouldn't even have any kind of sensitivity to. Like for me, I have a underlying suspicion that I may have a bit of sensitivity towards bananas. And I don't like saying it out loud because <laughs> I you really love, banana. love bananas. Like they're one of my favorite foods. And, but every time I eat them, but I don't know if it's that. So I've been testing because I don't know if it's bananas or if it's the protein powder or the almond milk that I use for making smoothies. But so I've been just like eating them on their own and then just seeing how my body reacts to it. Because I usually get like a real like bloating in my upper part of my abdomen area afterwards. So I don't know if it's one or the, could just be the protein powder though, which I'm like, obviously but protein powder can cause hoping. a ton of digestive issues, right? Exactly. Like, which is why I'm fingers crossed hoping, but I also am testing banana solo mission to see, does that cause the same reaction? And if it does, y'all, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's even where, you know, I said this earlier in coach week, it's, we tend to label foods good and bad. Right. And it's like, oh, if I have, you know, there's certain foods that are bad foods. Like gluten has gotten, you know, a really a bad, bad painting yeah. of being a totally bad food. But for some people, broccoli can even be a quote unquote bad food. We don't like to use good and bad foods, but it can be a disruptive food. So even though broccoli is an amazing, you know, low glycemic, high fiber, uh, full of vitamins and minerals, fills you up. If you eat that and you're someone who has IBS or any type of digestive issues, it's going to cause you so much cramping and bloating and pain. Mm -hmm. So again, it's just trying to figure out for every client, what is the thing? Like, what are the foods that are their no-no foods? What are the foods that, and then how do we just find swaps for them? Right? So, but again, that process of the inflammation and the bloating and you're, the reason you're inflamed too is because your immune system has actually been triggered. And when your immune system is triggered, your body is, it's harder to lose weight because it's activated and wants to hold on to everything to stay safe and alive. Right? So we want to make sure that we're keeping that inflammation down. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth thing that has nothing to do with calories, but it's probably the most important. Yeah. That could be holding you back from reaching your goals is something called thought errors. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I actually first heard about this term from um, my coach, Brooke Castillo, who's the, she coaches the life coach. She's the owner of the life coach school. And I absolutely loved it because I've been talking about this for a long time, but I never had a, a way of like actually fully explaining it. So like the word thought errors when she said this, it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the biggest issues I think when it comes that comes to holding people back from reaching their weight loss goals. And really what they are, are their thoughts that seem harmless, that think that they seem like they're not even like a negative thought. It's not like, oh, I hate my body or, oh, forget it. I'm just going to go binge eat. It's these little thoughts that are not in line with your goals. So for example, things like weight loss is hard. 
this is so hard. Why is losing weight so hard? Why is this, you know, I want to eat ice cream all the time or even diets don't work for me or things or like I've I tried everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I've been so good or cheat meals, right? Oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal. Like they seem like they're so innocent thoughts or like, I've been so good. I deserve, I deserve a treat. Like that's one of the biggest ones, right? Mm-hmm. But really these thoughts are holding you back because our thoughts, of course, drive, drive our feelings, our feelings, drive our actions and our actions create our results. So we have to be on to ourselves when we're having these thoughts and they're not even necessarily bad thoughts. Like I deserve a treat or like, you know, food is such a part of my family. Like, of course, I'm going to overeat. Like I just, I eat when I'm with my family. It's just what I do. It's not saying that that's wrong or right. It's just saying, take a step back and question that because is that actually true? Like, is it the food that brings your family together or is it the fact that you are there together over the table, right? Can you still be at that table and be together and maybe eat in a way that is more in line with your goals or whatever it is, right? But it's these sneaky thoughts that cause a lot of people to quit because they say they want one goal and they're not and they're not uh, reaching it. Right. Because those are the thoughts too, that will take any kind of like consistency or any kind of habit that you're trying to create. And it's like a roadblock. So then you hit that roadblock and then you're like, okay, reverse back to start and find a new road. Right. And you're constantly just doing that over and over again. If I can give you a visual that came up in my brain, but it's like, that's kind of the way I see it where it's like, you're just hitting walls constantly because that's what those thoughts are doing. Not the, because the thoughts create the actions, but it's not necessarily the action. Like the action of like, oh, if you have a treat, but if you're having a treat just because you want to, not because you think you deserve it or because you think you should because you've done X, Y, and Z. But if you're just having one because you're like, oh, I would like to have ice cream right now. And you're not like, because I've been consistent, because I deserve it, because, and you're not adding any reasoning to it, you're just doing it. That's when you get to a place where it just becomes more like neutral, I find. Well, and it doesn't allow questioning... those thoughts to create the the actions that you feel like are going to make you spiral in yeah, a different and way. And it's questioning the thought. So even taking a step back and having the thought. So for me, it used to always show up when I, before I got into, you know, holistic weight loss and, and understood all this for myself, it would be like, I was good, quote unquote, good during the week. And then my brain would say, oh, it's the weekend. You, you know, it's a free for all. It's a free for all basically like, oh, well, it's the weekend. I'll get back on track on Monday. I used to do the same Sundays were like my, um, when I was doing the, the no carb all week thing, like way back in the day before I understood all this and I was doing no carbs all week. You remember when I was living with low and like, I just would eat like fake food and stuff. It was really weird, all chemical stuff. And then on Sundays was like our no holds bar day. We could just go eat. We would always go to this buffet place called mother Tucker's here in Canada. I don't think they exist anymore, but we used to go there <laughs> and like, they had like slushy, like, uh, like slush puppies and they had like pasta and like I would eat so much that um, I was a bartender at the time and I would have to usually call in sick to work for Sunday nights I was like I'm gonna throw up I have to call in sick because I think I'm lactose intolerant and then I was like like, but actually it's just because I I ate too much because I literally just ate like pasta for six hours straight at this place but it's but literally that's what I would do. It's like, I would look forward to Sunday every single day because it was my cheat meal. It was my cheat meal slash day. And it was just, it was so out of control. Like I was so crazy. And I'm not saying anyone listening here is the same, but it's like, when you have those thoughts of like, 
I'm doing this to get to this. Like, this is my goal is this, but I all every week I have this other thing that allows for me to like take a step back every time. You're always going to feel like you're just, you're never getting ahead. Does that well, make sense? And it really is like the mindset piece of weight loss it's is so, so important. And it's so it is damaging so, for you. Yeah. Like, I can't even explain enough how much it is everything to reaching your weight loss goals. And most coaches don't teach about this side of it because they're not aware of it, right? They're not aware of how to coach clients. They're not even aware it's a problem. It's just like, oh, you're just going to change what's on your plate and we're going to change, you know, what you do. Your whole identity and who you are and we're not going to help you through it. (laughs) And then we're just, and then that's going to turn you into this person who suddenly never has these thoughts ever again. Like it's not going to happen like that. (laughs) So it's like the, and, and it sounds, but the first thing is just the idea of taking a step back and just questioning these thoughts, just like, just acknowledging them, just seeing like, oh, wow, I always think that when the weekend comes, I deserve to drink wine or I, you know, oh, it's the weekend. I deserve to, I'm going to relax. So I'm going to drink wine and have, I'm going to have treats. Like those thoughts can just seem so matter of fact, right? And it's not saying they're good or bad. That's not what we're saying. We're saying is just take a step back and, and acknowledge them first and be like, that's interesting. Why do I think this every Friday? And is that true? Like, mm-hmm. If my goal is to get to a certain weight loss goal, right? And I want to do that in a way that feels good to me, in a way that I'm in a caloric deficit, but I'm not having a ton of, you know, cravings and all these things. Do I want to still choose to have these foods? The answer might be yes. But at least you're doing it consciously, acknowledging it consciously and making that decision. Because what happens is when we don't make that decision and don't actually analyze what we're thinking, we think we're at the victim of something else. Because suddenly we're like, the plan's not working. It's not working. I'm not working. Something's wrong, right? Yeah. Like it's it suddenly becomes a spiral of there's no process that works and I am terrible and I can't lose weight and weight loss is hard and blah, blah, blah. And the whole spin cycle starts. Instead of just calming down for a second and saying, okay, wait a second. Let me just look at this objectively. Is this going to be in line with my goals? Probably not. <laughs> do I still want to do it? Yes, I do. Okay. So how can I shift some things in another way? But the the problem occurs when most people that thought that error is happening and we don't we don't even notice it happening. And it was it's very fascinating when you start to actually do thought work and really start to kind of the first step of thought work is awareness, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's just awareness. It's just being aware of what we're thinking because totally ninety percent of the time we don't even know what's going on in our brains. Like we just think things on autopilot, right? Yeah. And there's things that I'll even catch myself that I'll say and I'm like, isn't that so interesting that I used to like I I believe that that is true. Like, you know, we were talking about finances earlier and how people are like, well, savings better than spending. And if you asked a majority of people, they would probably agree with that. But if you actually sit back and ask, like, is that actually true? And is that actually going to get me to where my goals are? And And is that true in all areas of my life? And how much saving versus spending? Like, like where are the rules? But, but just even the idea that for so long, we just take certain things as like, well, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But as soon as you start to question it, that's when you get control over your mind. And your mind's not just running rampant. You're making decisions consciously and then also really understanding the outcomes of those decisions, right? And awareness is like, it's that is half the battle. That is half mm-hmm. the battle of getting to where you want to go. Totally. I one of the I just want to add to this piece. One of the thoughts that recently came up for me. So I was traveling with my daughter. We were going to Ottawa, and this is the last visit that we were going to see um, some family. And beforehand, I was like, 
oh, okay, like, whenever I do a road trip, like, the thought was like, oh, I wonder, like, where we're going to stop to get lunch and things like that. And, like, I used to always have the habit slash thought of, like, when I'm on a road trip, when I'm traveling, I don't eat the same way. I eat whatever. I just, Interesting. like, have, yeah, like, I have takeout or I'll eat, like, you know, I'll stop and I'll eat Gas candy, station. right? Like, think about it. Like, that one gas station that we used to always drive by, you and I, and we're like, they have the best candies and stuff. But, like, Why do I think that like when I'm driving, I have to have those things in order to make this a quote unquote road trip or whatever. And so I was like, oh, that's such an interesting thought. So I was like, well, what if I just don't do that? And I pack like, so I packed strawberries and I packed, um, you know, some granola bars and like things like that, that my daughter likes. And I had all of like our stuff pre-packed so that we didn't have to actually buy things while we were traveling. And I was like, oh, it didn't change the experience whatsoever in terms of like our experience of the road trip, but it, def it definitely changed our energy levels, our moods, like all of those things. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. So this is my new norm. This is going to be my new thing that I'm going to do. And I just made a conscious decision of like doing that. But it's so interesting when you just look at all of those small parts and how that it can affect your day to day. And I'm not even, it wasn't even for like weight loss as a thought. It was more of just the thought of why do I feel like I need to do like stop and get candy to go on a road trip? And Well, why yeah, do I want to instill that thought into my daughter? but it, Right? it's just there's so Creating many things that in habit our for lives, right, that we're going through the motions or doing things. And we don't even just take a step back and think, do I still think this way? Do I really think that? Do I really want to be doing that? Like, and it's not about, again, it's not labeling things like they're bad or good. It's just taking, you know, that 10,000 foot view on stuff again. And, you know, there's things, obviously, I'm now... turning 43 years old, like there's things that I realize now that I thought back in my 30s that are complete BS, right? And I Yeah. would have gone to a lie detector test and probably passed it because I believe those things so strongly. And then now I'm like, whoa, because once you start to question things, you start to realize there's a lot of things that we believe that have been programmed or passed down to us from our family members, from our communities, from the media, from other things, right? And then we, we don't make decisions based on what we really want, And that's part of the, the, like the anatomy of change, right? Is figuring out what you really want. First of all, you have to know what you want and then uncovering what you need to do to get there and what might be in your way, which is why having a coach I think is so important because once you have the goal, you're like, Hey, I have a goal. And then the coach can say, okay, let's look now at where you want to go. What is going to be sent your way? What we need, the actions we need to do. What are the things we need to work on in our thinking to get to the result that we want? So I love today's topic because this really is a lot of the stuff that we talk about in the Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach Certification, which is starting on October 31st. Enrollment is open right now. We're only it's only open till the 31st. So a couple more weeks when we kick off and it's all about really learning about the whole picture of weight loss, right? We're going to be learning about nutrition. You're going to be learning about mindset. You're going to be learning about habits. You're going to be learning about hormonal balance and food sensitivities and thoughts and all of these things that play into it. So I love talking about this because just seeing the ahas that people have once they start to hear this stuff and they're like, wait a second, I didn't know that had anything to do with it. I love Yeah. it. <laughs> Okay, so make sure to check it out, fidgetsacademy.com forward slash HWLC for the certification. And then again, if you want to join us in Coach Week, we are still live this week. So fidgetsacademy.com forward slash Coach Week. Come and join us, get caught up on the replays and learn a little bit more about how you can transform your 
life, your health, as well as your coaching. So have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. 